Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Good afternoon, listeners. My name's Paul Wallahan from uh, McCabe Kerwood's Sydney office, and joining me today is Lily Barbutas, Senior Associate in our Melbourne office. Hi, Lily. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very good. How's Melbourne? Not too bad. Yeah, we've got a bit of rain and cloud up here. But you got your footy back on? It's funny seeing an empty MCG. You would have expected <laughs> a thousand people for that Collingwood game. Yes, can't say it was glued to the TV, but ah, it was an interesting game. Disappointing it was a draw. Disappointing for the Tigers, yeah. <laughs> anyway, better get down to business. Today uh, we're going to discuss the assessment of contributory negligence in blameless or no-fault accidents. As you will know, a blameless accident is an accident not caused by the fault of the owner or driver of a car or by the fault of any other person. I was telling you the other day, Lily, I had a matter uh, which was at cars and it was it was always a blameless accident. The matter was exempted. And then we get the statement of claim which pleads negligence and blameless in the alternative. So that made me think about the different outcome depending on how the court determines whether there's any liability or whether the accident is in fact a blameless accident. Just we probably ought to talk about some of the cases. Everyone knows the matter of Axiac, which sort of started this all off. And in that case, contributory negligence was assessed at 50% by the Court of Appeal. And that probably reflected the fact that the, the plaintiff was a 14-year-old pedestrian. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about Davison Swift, which, as you know, is the current state of the law. In that matter, the plaintiff walked onto a roadway without checking for oncoming traffic. When a vehicle approached, she stepped backwards into the defendant's vehicle, having failed to notice that the defendant was about to drive out from the curb. In Davison Swift, the District Court's finding of 100% reduction for contributory negligence was reduced by the Court of Appeal to 80%. In making that reduction, Justice Ma did not consider that this was a worst-case scenario. As I'm sure you are all aware, in making a finding of contributory negligence in a blameless motor accident, there is no weighing of the degrees of culpability and the degree of the injured person's contributory negligence will be assessed on the basis of a value judgment as to the extent to which the injured person's conduct failed to conform to the standard of care expected of a person in their position. That's interesting because I've, I've had some cases where my opponents have, have said otherwise and have raised issues about the defendant's driving, which is, is not is not the test at all. We were talking the other day about a couple of cases we've had. Lily, what's that one you have? I have a matter where the plaintiff crossed the road in front of a truck against a red pedestrian light, and there's an issue as to how we should assess contributory negligence. Obviously, it's not the worst case scenario because I understand you have a matter that could fall within the 100% worst case. I had a case involving a, uh, a pedestrian on a country road in the middle of the night. He'd been drinking. He'd become a bit disoriented and was trying to find his way home. So he had a high-range PCA and he'd actually passed out drunk and was lying in the middle of a road which was running along the wall of the dam. There was no lighting in the area. And he was run over by our driver who thought uh, it was a dead animal in the road. There was no issue that the claim was a blameless accident. And in that case, we certainly raised with the client whether a 100% assessment for contributory negligence was possible. And just picking up what Justice Ma said in Davis, 
about the, the, the worst types of cases. I mean, he said uh, Ms Davis' conduct was not such as to make it inevitable that the accident would occur. And he said that nor did she consciously place herself in a position of danger or attempt to cross the road while affected by alcohol or drugs. In my case, we had the black of night, no lighting, a plaintiff significantly affected by alcohol. And I would have thought that was a, a real chance of 100% contributory negligence. However, senior counsel in that case advised us that he, he was of the view that the 80% assessment in Davis may well be the high watermark. But I would have thought my case had a real chance of going higher than that. It actually settled for the equivalent of a 90% contributory negligence. And it was clearly a more significant assessment than the case you had. Thanks for that summary, Paul. That's a really unique set of facts, very different to the set of facts that I'm faced with in my pedestrian case, which resemble the facts of Axiac. They do, actually. It's quite similar. Axiac, uh, she walked behind a bus, and in your case, there's a pedestrian walking in front of a truck. In both cases, the view was obscured to the uh, approaching driver. The difference in your case, of course, is that Ms. Axiac was a 14-year-old teenager and your lady's an adult, so that would attract a higher percentage, but clearly less than in my case. So I suppose in wrapping up, I think Justice Ma's comments opened the, the door for a potential finding of 100%, depending on the facts, but they would need to be fairly unique, but not impossible. Thanks, Paul. I guess we will just have to watch this space and see what happens. We will, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week in Melbourne, and uh, we'll chat again. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see McCabe Curwood's full team of specialists.